No, you Ugandans, you know how to party for sure. It's I don't know. I've I've been to parties, but the best parties were here in Kampala, mm. in the clubs here. Um, and you also know how to shake your cabinas. <laughs> Have they told you how to do that? How to dance? Yeah. The Ugandan way. Ah, yes, they have. They have showed me. <laughs> I'm not yet on their level, but I'm trying. Yeah. For us, we don't have the same like shapes to to shake with, you know. Mujevale, Mujevale, Mujevale. My name is Bani Kibuka and welcome to another episode of the Ugandan Ball Talk Show. So, Robin, welcome to my podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Yeah, um, I've been looking forward to this conversation. I've been super, super excited ever since I, I connected with you on Instagram because following <laughs> your journey in Uganda has been crazy. And it's funny for me to see another person in Uganda so in my head I relate for me living in the United States being Ugandan mm-hmm. so then I compare with your life you living in my country being like a foreigner and then I do that like, yeah. how do they like the things you experience there the things I experience here so it's it's been pretty cool and pretty funny and this is going to be like a different conversation than I, I normally have on the podcast where like we go through like a bunch of other stuff but I'm going to focus on your time in Uganda and your experience Mm -hmm. in Uganda. Like some of the funny stuff I've seen on Instagram, we're going to share about those uh, for the listeners to (laughs) to hear about your experience in Uganda. But before we go into uh, the experience in Uganda, I want to start with like when and what made you choose Uganda? Like why Uganda? That's a very good question. Like I get that question all the time from people and it's, it's a bit hard to to answer that question. Okay, when it was in 2014, so that's nine years ago now, um, I was doing my studies. Uh, it was like a course and I had to do a four, uh, four weeks of internship in a developing country. So in my mind, I was like Uganda. I don't know why. Even when I was in high school, I did like, um, I was writing tests about Uganda, everything was about Uganda, and I'm not sure why yeah. I'm so focused on Uganda. Like people say, maybe in your past life you've been a Ugandan or something. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I really wanted to go to Uganda, so that's why I chose to, to come here for that course. And okay. uh, it was six weeks actually. Had you seen Uganda before? I didn't know. How, like, how did you first encounter Uganda? Even when you're in high school, like, when was the first time you like you landed on Uganda? Was it on a map or? Well, I think it was it was about um, child soldiers, like bad stories. Okay. Um, there was a story that a Dutch guy made, like a movie he made about Uganda, about the child soldiers and, and uh, those bad times. So I think that's how I, I got to know about Uganda in the first place. Okay. Um, do you know Sarah Flock? I follow her. Okay. I follow her on Instagram. Yeah. So I I had I hosted her on my podcast. Um, we connected through Instagram too, and I was following her journey being a journalist in Uganda, and I hosted her here to share experience in Uganda. It was pretty cool. She's from Switzerland, and it was ah. it was pretty cool to see her experience in Uganda, and like living in Uganda. Um, it's it's amazing because like for us when we moved from Uganda came to the United States, you experience like culture 
shocked. Like things are mm-hmm. now, like things are done different in your country, and they, these people are doing. This. What was the first culture shock you experienced in Uganda? Like when you when you finally came to Uganda, like oh, oh my gosh, these people. <laughs> I remember the first day when I when I landed here, we did like a Kampala tour, and I remember we went to the taxi park. By then, it was still much more chaotic than it is right now, and I was like. Oh my gosh, how am I going to survive four weeks, six weeks in Uganda with all this craziness? Like I couldn't handle it. And I remember our guide went somewhere. Maybe he was buying something. I can't remember. And it was just three of us, three Mazungu ladies standing there in the middle of the taxi park. And then people were just trying to like, hey, come here, come here. I want, I want this Mazungu. And then the other one was like, no, this one is mine. So we're just sitting there as, as like little girls and we're just in shock and we didn't know what to do. So <laughs> that was quite interesting. <laughs> that is funny. Not only like you guys, uh, oh, I, I don't know, I'll use it. The Bazungu, like when you okay. go, you get, you attract so much attention when you're in Uganda. Mm-hmm. But not only that, like everybody, like even the local people, like you walk in downtown Kampala. Hey, Django Gulekano, Django like Toguzayakano, like they keep like calling you. Yeah. It's it's kind of frustrating. Like everybody, when somebody goes to downtown, you like you come back exhausted. Like going to Kampala is like a full-time job. Like you just go. I know, it like it is. Like I, I talked to my friend about it the other week. I'm like, here in Uganda, if you want to do something small, even shopping, it's so tiresome <laughs> because people keep on just talking to you, looking at you. <laughs> That is that is funny to hear that. So how long have you been in Uganda? Yeah, so that's since 2014. It's nine years, I think, now. Holy cow. I, I should say it's on and off. So at the beginning, I, I was still studying, so I couldn't live here. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but I made it, like, the journey, like, all the time. First, it was, was six weeks, then it was uh, half a year, then it was longer and longer. And now I'm, I'm fully living here. There are some small Luganda words that you include in your... On Instagram, like when you use the give me my command, what are some of the words you've learned in, in Luganda that are funny to you, like you like to use in a daily life? Um, so I, I use the word ka a lot. I don't know. It's just coming like that. It's not that I, I'm like, oh, I want to also talk like that. No, it just comes up. I mean, I think because people say it a lot, so I just copy it without knowing. Um, I, I think I use the word gue a lot, which... Mm-hmm. Maybe mm-hmm. I shouldn't use because some people are like, ah, oh, Roman, that's rude to always say gui. <laughs> um, then I, I use jangu a lot. So, yeah, there are some words I use a lot in, in my day-to-day uh, conversations. And I don't think it's it's a bad thing. And, like, it's not something you can control. And I've tried to explain this to the people in Uganda because me living in America, like listening to these, the mm-hmm. Americans speak all the time, um, there are some words you pick up without even knowing because now yeah. so like when i left uganda ugandans will call my name chibuka so mm-hmm. when, when i moved to america the americans will call you kibuka so okay, here yeah. Yeah, hearing that all the time you start pronouncing your name kibuka because you want them to understand it so when i say chibuka like like they're confused and they're pretty like they they like how do you pronounce your name i want to make sure i don't pronounce it wrong like in uganda we don't care I don't know how many exactly. people are pronouncing your name wrong, but like people don't care. They just call you whatever comes in their head. That's what they're going to call you. They don't care about pronunciation or like he's yeah. pronounced wrong. So you find yourself 
speaking what they speak. So I don't really blame you for the words you've picked up because that's what you hear every day and that's what you're going to be speaking. Exactly. I remember in, in um, so I was, I've been doing my internship at UBC TV, Uganda Broadcasting Corporation. And um, so by then, that was in 2017 and my accent was very Dutch. Um, so, and I had to do voiceovers as well. So the people there were like, Robin, we can't really understand you. So I was then like just watching local television for a while just to get to know like, how do they speak the English? Um, and then I started to adopt the, the Uglish, what they call it. Uglish? <laughs> and then, yeah, the Uglish, Ugandan English. Yeah. And then afterwards yeah. they're like, wow, yeah, this is better. Let's keep on doing this, the, the voiceovers. Now, is there a word in a phrase in in Luganda that you can say like a full sentence? Um, well, okay, that's a hard one. Okay, I, I don't know full sentences. I just I know like when I want to go somewhere, I know how to begin with the voda. I know the phrases. <laughs> I know how to say where I'm going and those ones. Yeah. Um, but I don't know f- maybe a full sen- long okay. sentence. 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 Stuff like that. Uh huh. Those ones. Okay. <laughs> you came for like journalism. Did you ever get? To do that um yeah so in 2014 it was different it was um it was like we were working in a, a baby so it was not really an internship they called it internship but it was just more exposure to in a different country uh, but in 2017 i i did work for ubc tv okay. uh, for my internship uganda broadcasting corporation <clears throat> So you were there, you've been in Uganda, there are some things that are happening in Uganda, people running like strikes and stuff. What's been your experience with that and like if, if it happened when you're there, like what did you do or what have you done to like stay safe? As a, as a journalist or just... Just as a person. Absorbing. Yeah, just as a Um, Of course, there have been some elections ongoing. Um, I remember the first time it was it was kind of scary because we heard stories that there were because by then I was in Jinja. We heard stories about um, bullets on the streets, tear gas, and then out of nowhere they switched off the internet, and that was new to me. I didn't know anything like that even would happen. Um, and I remember my parents were very scared because they also read those things on like online and even was on the Dutch television. Uh, and I couldn't talk to them, so they didn't know if I was fine or not. And I remember, I think it was one, like, hotmail or something was working, so I just kept on sending them emails, I'm okay. <laughs> so, yeah, that was kind of scary. I also um, had the same issue with my family, them being in Uganda. Um, I couldn't communicate with them very much because the internet was mm-hmm. cut off, and I didn't know if they were safe. I was trying to, like, keep communication with them and... But my brother was found a way to communicate with me. I don't remember how we communicated, but yeah, it was tough, and especially when you have family over. I can't imagine what your parents were going through just to think about yeah. that your life. It's kind of scary, and but I'm glad people stayed safe and you're safe and you're here. Like uh, to to today, like you're still alive. One other thing that I really liked that I saw, I, I really, I, my parents don't send me that. It was like a home package that you got from your parents, from family, like stuff like that. Feels really yeah. special when you get a package in the mail. Like to me, when I get a mail from Uganda, if somebody's going to Uganda and they come back and then they bring like a, a box, a package, it's like it has. Like what U- do they bring for you? Uh, so like they bring Ugandan tea. 
like the tea leaves because uh-huh. I drink that every, even right now I have a cup of tea here from oh, Uganda <laughs> and uh, I only drink that like I don't drink I drink coffee like maybe five times a year like just five oh, yeah okay and I drink tea almost every single day and that's the Ugandan I put the Ugandan tea leaves in there so they bring that and they bring like Reiko uh the, the curry. You, you like Reiko? yeah i do <laughs> <It's like laughs> <Ugandan>. <laughs> you don't the only spice ugandans know is Reiko. <laughs> yes. i mean there's so many nice nice spices here that you can buy but they put in all the dishes Reiko, just Reiko. it's a bit boring sorry to say <laughs> i still do that i put i put Reiko in beans, I put Reiko in chicken, I put Reiko in beef, I put Reiko in, in everything, like I put in everything. So I, I'm oh still God. I'm still so Ugandan. So that, pro- see, yeah. that proves that saying where they say you can move somebody from Uganda, but you can't take the Ugandan out of them. It's like even, exactly. living, even living in the U.S. for over like 10 years, I still do that. Um, so they bring that uh, blue band. Blue band? <laughs> They're like the funniest thing. Why? Is it so special? <laughs> I grew up eating that. So that is like special to me. And when I eat it with bread. And you know the other thing the funny thing? I have a toaster in my house. And I grew mm-hmm. up eating bread, not toasted bread. Even today I don't use my toaster. Like I just eat the bread out of the bag. Like... Yeah, I just eat it. <laughs> and when I have blue bun, I just put blue bun on it and I just, I just eat it like that. Like childhood memories, yeah. Reliving so, that, so I do that. Uh, what else do I do? What I get? Um, that would be pretty much it. Um, the other, the other thing, there is so there's there's a pe- there are people in Uganda who make like the soccer jerseys that mm-hmm. are kind of not original but close to original. Which, if you're buying an original jersey in the US, it's going to cost you like a hundred and eighty dollars, which is a lot yeah. more money in Uganda. So I like to buy those jerseys there and just tell them to send them to me because like you spend like $20 on that and then they'll give it mm-hmm. to me. So stuff like that. What do you like okay. to send, uh, ask for from home? Cheese. Cheese. <laughs> I like cheese a lot. Um, and apart from cheese, like good chocolate mm-hmm. um, and mayonnaise. There is some mayonnaise here, the American one, and it's, yeah, so the American mayonnaise is, is very boring here. Um, so I like Dutch mayonnaise. There is some specific brand I really love, so they always send me that one. <laughs> when I had uh, Sarah for, on the podcast, she likes cheese too, like uh, Swiss, she likes Swiss cheese because she's from Switzerland. And uh-huh. that's one thing that I've failed to eat in America. Like, I don't like cheese. <gasps> And I told her the same story um, when she was on the podcast. Like, I failed to eat cheese. Like, the Americans can eat cheese, like, right out of the bag. They can just eat it. I can't. Yeah. I can't. Oh, my God. You should come to the Netherlands. Dutch cheese is the best. (laughs) I need to. Maybe other cheese in other countries are better. But, like, this one. So, like, when we go on events like Super Bowl, uh, uh, soccer, World Cup, They'll make like snacks and they put cheese on there, and I don't, I don't like it. Like I don't eat it. That's American cheese. I mean, sorry to say, but <laughs> don't go for that. <laughs> go for the real one. Yeah, because yeah, the Americans too like they eat that cheese, Swiss cheese from other countries. Um, 
What are some of the fun stuff you like to do in Uganda? Fun stuff, traveling. Yeah. I really like to travel yeah. around the country. What are some yeah, of your I mean, favorite Uganda places? So beautiful. My favorite parts. Um, Karamoja is definitely on one, like on the top. I don't know if you have you been there before. I've been to um, Arua. I don't think I've been to Karamoja. I've been to Arua, hmm. the the north west. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's not Karamoja, <laughs> um, but yeah, Karamoja. It's it's so different from the rest of the country. It's very beautiful and also authentic in the way that how people live and uh, I don't know. As a journalist, I really love love to be there just to hear people's stories. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, but for the rest, I think also the western part is very beautiful with all the mountains and the green. I think every every part of Uganda has its own beauty right. and richness. How have you found like the connections with the people in Uganda and hospitality? I, I just want you to be honest, not because you're talking to a Ugandan. All oh, Ugandans are gonna listen to this. It's just from your. <laughs> <laughs> no, let me be honest. So first of all, in general, Ugandans are very nice. Like I really love you people a lot. Um, I mean, if, for example, if I would walk down the street right now, everyone would say hi to me. Um, maybe because I'm, I'm white, maybe not. Um, everyone is just friendly. But if I walk down on the street in the Netherlands and I would say hi to someone, probably I would get like a middle finger or something to be like, why are you talking to me? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like people there are just always in a rush. They don't want to know about you. But here, just more relaxed. People want to get to know you. So, yeah, I, I really love you guys. That's good that you say that. And I also know that there's a perception of people in Uganda, and I don't blame the people in Uganda because that's what the mindset. There's a perception of looking at a white person and they think about money, like money. Yeah. Like that, they think you have a lot of money and you've experienced Which this. Like, you know, <laughs> like and this explains to me because like my wife is American and she's white. And like when we go mm-hmm. to Uganda, they think about her like that but i know her very well like she's my wife i know how much she makes i know what she does like so like yeah. that explains to me that she doesn't have a ton of money i know she might be making a lot more money than most people in uganda but her money in the united states won't be like a ton of money because exactly. she spends a lot of money on other stuff it might be good money in uganda if she was living the lifestyle ugandans live but if she lives the lifestyle in the U.S. and like how they spend money, they don't really have a ton of money. You know, that makes the yeah. difference. And some people don't understand that gap, like that explanation of like how much money you make there and how much money you have. But yeah, that's a perception of people that I know. Uh, people will think when they see a Muzungu, they don't care if, if you're like... Money. Like, <laughs> like a homeless person, a homeless Muzungu will leave... America or somewhere go to Uganda and the Ugandans will still think like he has like dollar millions and I don't blame them for that sometimes I tell I tell people here like they're also like homeless people back home and they don't they don't believe me or they I tell them there are even thieves there they're like what they're thieves they don't believe that but I mean yeah it's it's all about I don't know how they maybe how they're brought up or I don't know where it comes from exactly those are some of the things that people don't uh, think about or they don't know. And you don't blame them because, I don't know, I don't of even course, know how to explain yeah. it. 
Like you don't believe that's what they believe. That's what they know. Maybe it's the media or what they see on TV. Because like, and that's where the impact of movies come from. When I was in Uganda before I came to the US, I thought the US doesn't have trees. I thought the US, like they don't have like homeless people. So I would, I have the perception of New York City, you know, like I thought yeah, the yeah, whole yeah. US was like New York City, like everything. They have skyscrapers everywhere. There's no like... Everyone but, lives in those big houses. Yeah. And when we were in high school, we would tell, we would tell ourselves, I, I hope in the, I think in the US, they don't even have old cars. Like they all just drive brand new cars until I came <laughs> to the US. You see somebody driving a car down the road with a wood on the like it's a bumper like on the wood mm -hmm. in the front of the car you're like this is in america too but like things like that Actually, that's how, how i still think about america maybe as well because <laughs> of the movies yeah. <laughs> so you came in uganda as a journalist and you ended up oh before i go i moved to that there's one picture you shared uh of the cobra uh oh yeah. what are some of the i know people pick out a lot of the different animals and scary things in Uganda than Netherlands. What are some of the scary things you've seen in Uganda? Before even we go to that snake, I don't know if it was scary for you or not, but like, what are some of the <laughs> things you, you think about? And I know some people are scared about spiders too, and I've never paid attention to Ugandan spiders. I don't even know if they're there. No, actually, so sometimes I'm like, I'm wondering, are there really spiders here? I mean, sometimes in my house, there's like this, how do you call them, those dust spiders. Mm -hmm. But those big, big spiders, I've never seen them. I know they're here, but I'm, I'm lucky enough not to have seen them and I don't want to see them. Um, but I've seen sometimes, um, they call it the black rock python. It was, it was huge, I don't know, like meters and very big. Um, though it was on safari, so we were safe in the car, but that was some pretty big, scary, yeah. <laughs> um, scary one, yeah. The one I saw on Instagram. Yeah, so I was uh, I was cycling just around Kampala uh, when you cross uh, Lake Victoria a bit and you come in like a village area. Uh, so we're just cycling there and then in front we saw something on the road. First it looked like a stick, uh, but when we came closer we saw it was a, a cobra, quite big one and actually beautiful. It, was, it had a bit of blue and black. Uh, it was dead though, <laughs> but I was like, whoa, these things are just around here. We are just cycling here, having fun. But those cobras, they're just crossing the road. And probably it was just like uh, splashed by a car or a boat or something. Um, yeah, that's, that's quite interesting and scary. <laughs> Maybe that's why uh, the Americans have this perception, because a lot of people here have asked me, so when you walk out of your house, do you just walk into a lion just in your backyard? Just <laughs> Yeah, they, I do. <laughs> things like that, like they say, and I had to lie. I like to. I had to lie to some of them because they keep asking me the same thing. It's like, um, so when you walk out of your house, you see a cobra, no, uh, like a lion, just sitting in your backyard, and you go, I tell them, yeah, I killed a, a lion one time with a spear. Like I went down and I killed it. I ran with that story like, for a while. On my leash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but um, but that's true. I mean, people, um, even back home, they some people are still confused like how come you have internet they think i'm, I'm living in a hut here or something and i it's really bad that people still have that image of africa i mean of course there are there are parts where people live in huts right uh, but there are also parts like here in kampala where it's luxury like it's even more luxury than like general 
Dutch houses, you know, but people don't know about that, which is a shame, I think. I was watching just last night. I was watching a video of this. I think he's a Nigerian guy. He's a YouTuber. He came to Uganda and recorded a short a vlog with Ham. I don't know if you know the rich guy Ham in Kampala. Um, I think his name is H A M. He has a really nice house on in like on Entebbe, like in on Lake Victoria. He it's on YouTube, and I never, I didn't think somebody has that much money. Like the guy was saying, I don't know if it's true, but the guy was saying it was was, was worth thirty million US dollars. But you could see what? that house. He's he's like uh, doormats where like Louis Vuitton. I'm like, who is oh this gosh. guy? Like he has <laughs> he has a dining table that sits twenty five people, I think, and he has like seven dining what? rooms in his house. I never knew there's a house like that in Uganda, so it was just blowing my no. mind. He he wow. he has. I mean, I know people in Uganda. The way they think about cars, like they might you're rich if you have like an expensive car, or if you have mm -hmm. mo multiple cars, and like that's usual. So when he said he has eight cars, but really nice cars, and he has like a a yacht. He has like so this guy. I he's he has a basketball court on his house, and he has. The swimming pool with his name in the it was really you you should look wow. it up on youtube and see it i never oh, thought i never thought there's something like that in uganda but yeah that guy um and he's rich he's the one building the soccer stadium in in kampala in tebe oh no in nachivubo stadium but yeah back yeah, to the see, so yeah? they are there as well yeah they are there yeah when you go to like muyenga those areas like rich areas in Kampala. Yeah, you see some pretty nice houses. But back to the story we're talking about the snake. And I remember when I messaged yeah. you on Instagram, I told you when I was eight years old, mm -hmm. uh, my dad had a fish pond back in the woods and we would go to check on this, the fish to see. So we go with a group of guys and there were some older guys who were older than me. So we go down in the woods and we're looking at the fish and this black cobra came out of nowhere. And he was chasing all of us. My elder friends and elder brothers didn't even think about me being younger and there. They were all just running for their lives. So nobody cared about me being oh, the no. youngest. And I saw this snake. I saw this, they ran and I started running, crying, screaming. I was so terrified that even till today, I'm scared of snakes. Like, that's my biggest fear. And every time I see a snake... I can imagine... Yeah, that's like PTSD from like that old. Yeah. And like in America, people pet snakes and play with snakes. I'm like, I don't care how long, how many times you tell me that they're not dangerous. Or not. I see a snake, my mind just go back to the snake chasing me. I don't like snakes like that. No. That's, that's crazy. I mean, even in the Netherlands, they do that. I'm like, why wouldn't you have a snake in your house <laughs> and feed it? Like, that's that's... Of another world. <laughs> yeah. Um, but when I okay. saw that, I was like, holy cow, that was... And we've seen a few snakes, like when I'm in the car and you see crossing and I just shake a little bit. And I told people, like, when I see a snake, the first thing in my head, kill it. And I was working for somebody here in America and in their yard, they I saw two snakes. I killed them. So I go to him and I tell him, hey, I killed two snakes while I was cleaning your yard. And the guy didn't seem amused or anything. I was like, 
I just told <laughs> okay. you, I, I just told you I killed two snakes, and you just like, eh, whatever. He's like, that's a big deal <laughs> for me, and for them, they're like, no, probably those. Why did you kill them? Those are nice snakes, pretty. I was like, oh <laughs> that's my god. That's what you get then. <laughs> <laughs> when I post, when I saw that snake, I was not sure what kind of snake. I'm not so much into snakes, so I didn't know. So I posted it, asking like, what kind of snake is this, and then I got very many people saying it's a cobra, it's dangerous. It's like, whoa, mm-hmm. that's some scary shit. I saw another picture of uh, the guy carrying uh, goats on the border border, and uh, you took it a while back. It was just in the memories, and you reshared it. What are some of the funniest things you've seen Ugandans do, like on a border border? Uh, I know there's, I don't know if they oh. still do, but they, there was one time when they would carry like seven people on one border border, or like. Yeah, yeah, I I've seen those ones, like they carry six, seven people or five, six goats. I even saw sometime um, this very big adult Ankole cow. Um, it just died around it. I'm not sure if it was dead or alive, but. On a border border? On a border border, yeah. Um, I've seen like beds, just crazy, like border on a border. I don't know. Say it and I've seen it. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> You've seen it all. I've seen them all, yes. Yeah, Ugandans can. The only thing I think they're about to do is to carry a whole house on a border border. Like yes. most of I mean, I've seen it on those those small trucks already that yeah. they carry like this not very big house, but they carry a house. So mm-hmm. I'm sure borders can also, <laughs> they, you know, Ugandans are very innovative. So I'm sure they can find other way. <laughs> Do you use border borders very often? Yeah, actually every day. Every day. You use a safe border? Yeah. Um, yes, I, but I use it only when I have to go very far because mm-hmm. they are cheaper somehow. Yeah. Uh, but I have my own Boda guy here, okay. um, which is not tra- charging me Mzungu price. Mm. Um, so yeah, I always use that guy. And if he's not available, I, I use Safe Boda. That is good because when I when I lived in Uganda too, I had my Boda guy. Like it was only one person. And even when I go back to Uganda now, um, that's the guy I call. He's still doing the Boda good thing, and I call him like, hey. He would drive me to Kampala. I lived in Wakiso. It's like 14 mm-hmm. kilometers, I think, from Wakiso to Kampala. And that one border guy yeah. would take me all the way to Kampala. And uh, the other day I was watching a guy, a border guy said he would take somebody to Nairobi, like drive them from Kampala to Nairobi. Wow. for like <laughs> I think he asked him for a million shillings or two million. I don't remember. Um, I don't, oh, but, my gosh. But if you were to pay a million, why wouldn't you just fly? You know, yeah. I mean, indeed, I think it's even cheaper to fly, right. and it saves a lot of time. Because <laughs> <laughs> I listened to that conversation on the on the on the on the reels, I think on Instagram, and there were somebody recorded a border border guy. It's like, yeah, no, I think he was talking about he drove a Muzungu from Kampala to Nairobi for a million shillings. Like, and it wasn't making sense to me. Like, oh. if you drove somebody for a million shillings. Why wouldn't that person fly? Because I'm sure it's not a million shillings to fly to Nairobi. No, I think it's even less. Yeah. But, you know, border border guys have conversations that are unmatched. It's like yeah, they have stories. Like, they are the best people to talk to, honestly. Like the best conversations I have with my border guy or any other guy, border guy. Like seriously, they <laughs> some of them are, they have very interesting stories to tell about. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they used to do before border border or just their opinions about some topics they're really cool guys 
the other funny thing I wanted to just talk about was the today's episode is sponsored by Dance of Gamers. Dance of Gamers is the leading distributor of video games and other consumer gadgets like the podcast microphone sets, ring lights, headphones, and affordable smart watches, and many other cool gadgets. For these and more, visit their website at www.danceofgamers.co. That is www.danceofgamers.co. The car restaurant that was offering free food on Good Friday, I read that statement in like a typical Ugandan voice like <laughs> this restaurant offers good good uh, food do you like the ugandan food too like let's talk about that too yeah i love um give me portion beans and i'm settled like that's hmm. that's my go-to food i know you ugandans you don't like it so much because like, you know the reason why boarding school yeah, I think yeah that's what i say in boarding school you eat portion beans like every day so you're just bored of it now like you don't want it anymore right yeah I'm not yet at that point. I can still eat it. Um, but what I say, like, it's it's nice, though. It doesn't have many flavors. Just Royco flavor, maybe. <laughs> but what I like a lot is Malakwang. Do you know that? Is that from the north? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, it's, I think, also something very nice. Matoka, I can eat it, but it's not that I'm such a big fan of it. Like, yeah, I wasn't a big fan of Matoka either. <laughs> yeah. No, oh, how about that restaurant? Like, what do you like to eat when you go? Like, do you still order Porsche when you go to the, the small restaurants? If, did you even yeah. go to that restaurant for the free food? Yes. <laughs> you know, for Dutch people, if there's something free, we always go there. I don't know about you, but we always go. No, you cannot so, do that. Yeah, so we went there, and um, but then we got pilau, hmm. um, which I also like a lot, pilau. But um, if I go to local restaurants, I always order like pasted beans, posho, uh, malakwang, those those things. Did you go anywhere for Idi? No, I was traveling, unfortunately. Mm. I didn't go anywhere. You should have tried the Idi Pilau. I know, it's the best. Yeah. The other years I've done that, it's the best, I know. Oh, you've done it before? Yes. Yeah, so. like uh, some of my friends invited me for some nice ED pilau, and it was a lot. It was nice. So I'm not Muslim, but I have a lot of friends who are Muslim, and on ED they mm-hmm. don't care if you're Christian or anything. They would just hey, come over, come eat, and then you just go and just eat. Uh, and one time <laughs> I lived with one of my buddies in Chibuli. Chibuli is like a big Muslim area because mm-hmm. uh, that's where there's the big mosque and all that. Um, yeah, and we were poor kids, like we were just teenagers and just living by ourselves, struggling through life. And on Idi, we my friend had those Muslim gowns that you wear, so we just threw mm-hmm. those on and walked in a mask, and we just ate the food because we were hungry. <laughs> <laughs> That's a smart one. <laughs> yeah. But I think if you just asked them, you could have just come in, in right? Yeah, I th- I don't think they would have said no. They pretty nice people. There's one video you shared one time about the Ugandan dance moves. And what do you think about the Ugandan dance moves and people like to party in Uganda? Tell me about that. Party <laughs> after party. You know that song? Oh, yeah, yeah. Party You're the one party. who told me about that. That's your hype song. Yeah. <laughs> it was me, yes. That's my best song. No, you Ugandans, you know how to party for sure. It's, I don't know. I've, I've been to parties, but the best parties were here in Kampala, hmm. in the clubs here. Um, 
And you also know how to shake your cabinas. <laughs> it's on another level. Have they told you how to do that? How to dance? Yeah. The Ugandan way. Ah, yes, they have. They have showed me. <laughs> I'm not yet on their level, but I'm trying. Yeah. For, for uh -huh. us, we don't have the same like shapes to to shake with, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I also saw you like on a Ugandan uh, function, like a in Kucha. No, was it Kwanjula? Was it Kuchala? Yeah, I think it was Kuchala. And you it wore the Gomesi. Yeah. What you, you like? Yeah, that was messy? last year. Oh my gosh. I have so much respect for women who have to who wear like Gomesis all the time. It's so hard to even to walk in, first of all. And it's so hard to wear it. Because you would think if you just see it, it's just, you know, just a dress. But there's so much under it to shape, like to give you those hips and <laughs> For me, I, I'm a bit, I'm tall, so I have long legs, but I could only walk like small steps. And it was, I have so much respect for, for ladies here, <laughs> honestly speaking. How about the function itself? Um, yeah, it was interesting. I've been to, to some Kuchalas now, and I think each of them are a bit different. But um, of course, it's about like talking about the bright sprays and those things. Um, it, it's so different from my culture. We don't have those things. I mean, if you want to get married to someone, you get married to someone. Um, you don't have to do all of these things. Um, but yeah, it's it's interesting to also see those parts of the culture here, um, which I respect and, and I love to see how it, everything goes. You know, even for us, we, we had to, as ladies, we had to, after the function, you know, the guy brings presents, right? Um, so we had to carry the, the presents on our head. So at first I was thinking it's a joke. Like they were saying, "Ah, oh, Robin, you have to put those presents on your head." So I was like, "Ha ha ha!" And then they put one on my head. I was like, oh, "Wait!" And then the lady started walking in a row, and I was like, "Oh shit! I have to really do that." So we were just walking in my gomesi. Like I had to hold my gomesi up, and oh, <laughs> it was an experience for sure. <laughs> I was just dying. I'm gonna make sure when I'm editing this, I'll make a double screen so people can see how I was laughing because when you say you thought it was a joke I can just imagine the moment you think like oh maybe this is a joke but it's real and it's funny <laughs> I think I even have a video of that when they were like they were shooting a video of us doing that it's it's really you should funny. send it to me I want to include it on this that would be funny um <clears throat> that's crazy and I love this I love this is what I love especially talking to a conversation like this because for me, what seems normal to me, it's not normal to you. And it's funny. It's fun to hear your perspective on things like that. Mm -hmm. And I, I hope my listeners in Uganda will enjoy and love love it. Or like mm -hmm. people from uh, your country too will listen to these stories. I know most of them might not know or you've not got a chance to share these details with them. But like yeah. me seeing it, maybe they will listen to this and understand or connect to what uh, you are talking about. Um, but yeah, that's funny. I, I enjoyed it. I really did. I really did that. That part, because I've seen a lot of women do that on functions all the time, but I've never listened to like the behind the story or what's in your heart, what you're thinking, like, or read your, your minds at that moment, in that moment, you're like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> After that, what yeah. did you think? Was did you think it was like a punishment or like, or did you enjoy it? 
Um, no, I because I, I knew it just by then I knew like okay it's part of, of how it's supposed to go so I enjoyed it um, and people actually liked it that I also participated in it um, not just just because I'm white that I don't have to do it I, I was just like going with the flow and just going with it but I was tired afterwards because we had to walk some distance and what I said with the commercy uh, I had to like pull it up and some persons were quite heavy on my head so I had to balance as well so mm -hmm. <laughs> but I enjoyed it I know a lot of people say it's in a joke way uh, like being in Uganda being Ugandan and being in Uganda is a full-time job and we say this in the beginning like even the small you you are the one who actually said it like even the smallest thing you can think like shopping ends up to be like a big thing you leave your house I'm going yeah. to Kampala to do this small thing and from the traffic from the people something that would take you one hour ends up taking six hours for some reason uh -huh. somehow and you're like oh my god so like even me you, after... you have to do you have to do a power nap afterwards <laughs> yeah when <laughs> I when I visit in Uganda and I go to town to do something I'm like no I'm not going back to town tomorrow I'm just gonna just sit home and relax and chill and yeah. but yeah that's funny so you embarked onto cycling i'm gonna switch the conversation to cycling and i don't want to keep you here mm -hmm. for a long i know it's a funny conversation i'd love to talk to you the <laughs> whole day but i know some of the listeners might not i mean it's a funny conversation if somebody doesn't watch it all i don't know what they need a life <laughs> what's if, wrong with you yeah they need a life <laughs> if somebody can't listen through this i know there are some of the episodes i record that are pretty serious about like serious com like conversation like deep deep conversation but once in a while mm -hmm. like when i say this one will be different it's like some of funny stuff like even if yeah. you're not you get and even if you were this is something you listen to and just relate with somebody and uh, so i'm sure some people should be able to listen to this all did you cycle when you were in netherlands or is it something you picked up in uganda and how did you switch to um, that so in the netherlands they say we are basically born on a bicycle like we came out of our mothers on a bicycle um we actually have more bicycles than than people in the netherlands so yeah i already i was cycling there already but then it's more you know those village bicycles we have here without the gears yeah those ones. we used to call them, let me teach you the word we used to call them manigachi fuba manigachi fuba i know only chifuba chifuba it's a chest yeah, i think, I think. That's what people say. Yeah, the chest. I just know Akagali. Akagali, yeah. Man, guys. So, and first of all, before I forget, you say that perfectly. I think you're picking up. Like when I tell somebody a Luganda phrase in America, it takes them like a two minutes to even repeat what I said. But you just said it right <laughs> away, like in one minute. <laughs> Man, you got you that, that was fun. That was good. That was good. <laughs> but we say, we call it Man, you got you because it doesn't have gears and you have to use your power to make it like oh, go like energy. yeah the energy so that's why they call it maniga chuba so like instead of the gears your gears would be your chest like to just go like this that's why when people yeah, are going yeah. up the hill like they just go like with their chest so that's why they <laughs> like we call it akagali but to to be specific because akagali is for all the bikes so to be specific with those guys the uh i think they used to call them road masters i don't know if they still make them yeah. those bikes and have yeah. you seen the kids ride those kids that are short that can't sit all the way to the the seat yeah they there's a Especially way in the villages. yeah there's a way they <laughs> hold their hand on that uh bar that goes oh, from uh -huh, they're uh, like here and then they put one of the legs through 
And then they yeah, just it's really like funny to see how they do it. <laughs> but they've mastered that. Yeah, we used to, we learned bikes like that. Even me, like I'm telling you that because I was so short and I couldn't sit mm -hmm. on top of the, the, the seat of the bike. But yeah, we those bikes. Yeah, we have those bikes, and a lot of people in the villages use those. Yeah, those ones. So yeah, even in the Netherlands, most of the people we use just the, the village bike because in Netherlands it's flat. Like we don't need gears anyway. Um, but here in Uganda, I started to use the mountain bike. Actually, that's just of recent, since uh, last year, because uh, because of my job. So I'm I'm into. Um, like tourism, but then like cycling tourism. Um, so I started my job and I was like, hmm, I'm not cycling here yet. I'm like, all my job is all about cycling. So maybe I should also do whatever we're selling. So yeah, I try to uh, also cycle more here in Uganda. So one time you had, and you posted this on, on Instagram, you had a hangover ride. <laughs> How was <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> How was that experience like? I know the night before, I think you went out to party and yeah, I think you were right in the morning or something. How was the hangover ride? And you said you recommend a hangover ride. Why do you recommend it? Yeah, so the day before, we went to uh, Chadondo, me and some friends. And we had some beers, some pork. Um, but the next day, I think I had too many beers because I had some like very bad headache. Um, and we were we had planned to cycle so at first i was like ah oh, no i can't cycle you know like i just want to be in bed drink my water then the guys were like no let's just go cycle maybe it will help so we 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 went there we cycled and you know the fresh air it helped me actually to recover from the hangover uh even to sweat it out you know like here in uganda it's, it's hilly right you mm -hmm. that's why we need the gears um so i was sweating a lot and actually the hangover just went away there. So, yeah, we <laughs> There, you you've had it, and uh, it's proved, and it works. So if you're hungover, yes. get a bike and just hit the road. You're gonna lose it <laughs> without knowing. Um, and also while you're cycling too, uh, there's one day you were cycling through mud, and I think you said it was um, uh, the participant of the Chintu trails at. You tagged the oh. two trails and it was so muddy. Yeah. And before that, I think the border border guy risked his life to was he trying to see how deep the water yeah. was? Yeah, so we I was uh, the Kinto trail is like um an, an annual race uh, for cyclists to cycle in the western part of Uganda, like windy area. Um and then it was in November, so it had rained a lot, so it was too muddy. Um, and we had to cycle through. I was not cycling, by the way. I was uh, filming, uh, so I was on a border. But they had to go through a swamp that normally just has little water. But now it was full of water. So of course the cyclists they could just walk a bit, or I don't know how they passed. But for us with the border, the border guy was like, "No, we can't. We can't just go." So for him, he, he sacrificed himself. He got like a very long stick, and he was just like going in the water step by step to see how deep the water was. And then eventually we just walked through the water. <laughs> <laughs> did he push his border border through the one and you guys just walked? Is that what he Sorry? did? Was he just pushing his border border while you guys walked yeah. through or did he drive through it? 
Well, he wanted me to sit on a voda while he also sits and then we go through, but I didn't trust that. Yeah. So I was like, let me just get wet feet and go through the water. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was a good choice. Um, I've seen a lot of videos too, like in Kampala when it rains and uh, a lot of people have talked about the potholes in Kampala. Like, oh my gosh, and they're very bad. I don't know if no. you've seen what's going on on the, on the internet, like people making jokes and putting like yeah. the boats into the park like editing it with like boats and people swimming in it and it, it's i've fun. seen it the pothole gate <laughs> <laughs> yeah but um I, well what i was gonna say when it rains a lot in kampala and people are using kampala so there are some people who do that as a job to carry people across like walk through mm-hmm. and carry them on their back have you witnessed that um, there was one time we, not on the pot, potholes, but um, we were crossing Lake Victoria with a boat and then the boat couldn't reach like the landing site. So you had to walk through the water a bit. Uh, for me, I was fine with it. But the guy, the boat guy insisted that I have to sit on his back to go to the landing site. But I was like, no, that's weird. But he just grabbed me like that. And I was not even on his back. It was just like in front of him and he grabbed me and then me to the <laughs> I miss Uganda and just talking about Uganda with the things we've talked about I just want to be there like we grew yeah. up we grew up wanting the American dream and wanting to go to another country that's better than your country but like with me talking about from experience there's some small things that we don't appreciate as Ugandans that we have in our country first of all is the connection with the people the love for the mm-hmm. people, the happiness. Like, we're happy people. And I remember I hosted one of the, the girls here, Melissa Malongi. She's in Germany and she's Ugandan, but she was born in Germany. I also on the podcast and the Ugandans are happy people. Like, we're very happy people. Like, even when we are broke, we're going to go out and have fun. Forget about you the party. You like want- have a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> like, she said, and it's a bad thing, but who cares like you know it's like we party and we don't even know what we're gonna eat tomorrow but like we just we just want to have fun and just go yeah have fun and sometimes you need that and sometimes when i'm here just like man if i was in uganda i'd be doing this i'll be having fun i'll be going out with my friends i'll be like the things you just imagine about whereas like in the u.s from people who don't even know, like people who are listening to this podcast right now. Like in the US, it's fun. You make money. But like me, I'll give you my example. I mean, I still find time to have fun. But like throughout the week, Monday, no, like no Monday, Monday, I'm always off. Tuesday, you wake up. I wake up at 5 a.m., drive to work. Mm-hmm. I work till 4.30 uh, p.m. And my drive back home is like 30 minutes. So I don't get home till like 5. So the whole day from 5 to 5, You've been gone to work. That's every day from Tuesday to Friday. And on Saturday, you just want to relax. On Saturday, sometimes you force yourself. Like, that's, yeah. when, that's when you try to make your own happiness out of something. But like in Uganda, like some people don't every even Every day work. is different every in day. Uganda. Yeah. Like, even though you have a nine-to-five job, every day is different. And that's what I like so much. Yeah. You know, people don't appreciate what they have here. Maybe they, what you said, like they don't realize what they have here. Um, sometimes they say, ah, why are you here in Uganda? Why don't you go back to Netherlands? I mean, you can earn a lot of money there. What? But they don't know that Uganda really makes me, and I'm sure other people like you, really happy. It's those small, small things that you're talking about. 
I know some of the these sayings are cheesy, but like these one people say sometimes you don't know what you miss unless it's gone over. I don't know if that's a, the right word. Like yeah. you don't know what so like it took me to leave Uganda, come here and live this life that we all dreamt about, but you still remember and appreciate those small things from Uganda that that you really miss that once in a while I'll look at I'm like, oh my gosh, I want that. Like when we're talking about food, we're talking about like people having fun and you know, those small things. It was, mm-hmm. I, I miss those. And I, I'll tell people in Uganda, like, yeah, it sucks sometimes when you don't have money, but there's a lot more to that and there's a lot more happiness to that. Um, yeah, true. The other fun thing I saw you do was playing Matatu. And I wrote it down oh, yeah. as ma- I wrote it down as matter too because I I knew you, it would make sense to you because that's not why yes. <laughs> people who don't live in Uganda don't call it that. So I knew when I wrote it down, I was like, I'll call you matter. Have you learned how to play Ugandan matter too? Yes, they they their rules are different with the Dutch uh, matter too, um, but I've learned it. And yeah. uh, we we play it all the time with friends or with colleagues if we are bored or what. We just play it. Yeah, there's a lot of guys who used to play for for money. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah they, they'll pull money and just play for money, but that's that's what my parents didn't want us to do. They didn't want us to play because they don't like like wasting money or like because we might get addicted and like you start spending all the money that you don't even have or just like playing matatu and you lose it all and so. And that's just an innocent game, like innocent betting. But <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, imagine if you do different. Yeah, there's a lot of bet. I don't know if you've noticed. I think you have. It's sh- you sh- people are betting about sports, soccer, and it's crazy. Too much. <laughs> <laughs> if their games don't go in the whole day, you see those betting sessions full with people, even the border <laughs> guys just going there. <laughs> have you picked up on sack on football? I don't know. I won't call it soccer football. Um. Yeah. Well, actually, when I was still living in the Netherlands, I was not really keen on football. Even up to now, I'm not a football fan. But here. You're somehow forced. You can't. To... You can't avoid it. <laughs> yeah, like even if I want to avoid it, like there's just a bar around the corner. Whenever there's a game, I would just hear cheering or people screaming. Um, of course, all the matatus here they have their own slogan of Chelsea or whatever club. So here yeah. you just, I don't know. If you want to avoid it, it you can't. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's unavoidable. Everywhere. That's. And some, that's why some of the people here in America don't understand why I'm so passionate about food. It's because of my background, because of Uganda. Yeah. Like people in Uganda, they they support those teams like they know those people. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, nobody that's even really knows crazy. you, but like it's like he can tell you the whole team of Arsenal, like even the bench players, but like he doesn't yeah. even know who is the local minister or who is the like. <laughs> They know all the background information about. They're so passionate about it. <laughs> uh, Sarah was telling me one time because she was also she was also forced into uh, sports and she was forced to pick Arsenal when they had like a World Cup party. And it's like, oh, Ugandans, they know all the history about this club. Like they can tell you how much money this player makes when this club started, but like they don't. <laughs> like, <laughs> they put so much time in learning those things, and it was fu- that was funny. That was yeah, like, that's funny. <laughs> well, we're coming close to. I have a few questions that I'm gonna ask you because I don't mm-hmm. want to keep you here for so long. Maybe I'll just make another interview, and we just took. I know I've missed a lot of things too, but 
it's you can't you can't finish them all. You can't finish them all. Of like course. there's some things you're gonna miss. But with the cycling part of it, you had a cycling training recently in Ginger, and you mentioned that there was uh, using GPS. Like, how does that work? Do they have like bike trails on the GPS right now that people are using, or was something different? Uh, so the, the GPS we use is called Garmin. Um, so on the Garmin, it shows even the smallest tracks, like those single trails, you know, those trails that people make when they're walking. Mm -hmm. uh, they're even there. Really? In um, Uga for you, in Uganda? Yeah, as long as you just, maybe if you cycle there once or twice, mm -hmm. it picks up okay. um, and from the satellites, and then it shows those small, small trails as well. So that's really cool. So we can even make our own trails on those single tracks. That's cool. That is really cool. Yeah, when when you talked about the, when I saw that, I was like, hmm, that's pretty cool. Like, I didn't think Ugandans would be on the trail because we don't. Maybe just because we don't know, but like trails. When I was growing there, I didn't really know. Maybe because I wasn't into it, but I didn't really know about like trails and stuff. Um, but so that's why I was gonna ask you about how does it work? Because even with the Kai GPS, like it was not until we got the smartphones and knowing like oh actually this no, roads i think that's more like the google the google maps google and maps yeah like the real streets mm -hmm. um of course maybe actually but even google maps is doing quite well in uganda now mm -hmm. yeah I've seen those that. small small single tracks they're not there so yeah. they're only on those like that are connected to the satellites yeah do you like hiking i think that's part of that. yeah, yeah. I, I do hike, like hiking um, I liked it better than cycling. Now I like cycling more. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I do hike as well. I saw there are some people that passed the cycling training. What was into that training that they had to achieve so they can pass it? So the training was about uh, being a bicycle guide. Um, so we were training them about customer service. So I, I don't know if you noticed, probably you have customer service in Uganda is not the best, right? everyone knows that uh, so I was teaching them like how to just talk to your clients politely give them a smile and, and those things um, of course the GPS how to handle the GPS how it works and some first aid because you know with cycling you can fall down or you anything can happen um, and then mechanics is how to fix a bicycle what do we do if a chain breaks or what do you do if you get a puncture just small small things mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, we, we did an exam with them, see if they picked up all the knowledge and then they had to do a ride to see if like they could actually do the GPS, yeah. um, to find the GPS trails. Yeah. And so they all passed. So we have some nice bicycle guides again. <laughs> um, one of the things I like to do is ride bikes. The first thing I, when I got my first paycheck, when I got my job was to buy bikes. So my wife and I had ah. our bikes for the summer and we, we, the good thing about America is like they have all the trails on their map. Like they yeah. even have bicycle <laughs> trails. Like these are purposely for bikes. Like you can just go on there and just do that. Oh, that's nice. I love to do that. I love to do that. And kayaking. Um, I bought my kayak. So I go on the river and just kayak the whole river. That's a good thing with a kayak. Oh, cool. With a river, sometimes you don't need, unless the river has too many separations. But like one, if you're just going down the river, you don't need. A GPS because most times even when you go down the river you just basically just drinking from when you when you start <laughs> to the end. So if they're pulling you like you have to read this map or so that's that's gonna confuse you. But yeah, true. 
Uh, but if you're in Uganda, you should come and we, we cycle together. I will, for sure. And that's the good thing about I like about this podcast, and I'm thankful that I started this because not only do I get to have a conversation for my podcast for the people to listen, I build these connections with these people, this friendship. Like I know it's just through the internet and stuff, but... Like after mm-hmm. talking to you like this and knowing about your life and you knowing a little bit about me, I, to me it feels like, oh no, now I have a friend. Like I know we've not been friends for a long time, but like having that conversation makes you feel like there's another person. So you, building these yeah. connections, especially like 90% of the people I interview here from Uganda, there's just a few people I find from the US or outside Uganda that I interview but it makes me connect those people and I'm coming in Uganda in December. So I'm, I'm planning oh, to do awesome. a trip there and uh, I'm looking forward to meeting all the people that I've had on my podcast, hang out with them, with all the stuff they do. And uh, yeah, you guys who are in tourism, every time I come back to Uganda, I like to go somewhere. Like that's how I end up in Arua, um, Northern oh. Uganda, like finding something to do that's fun. Mm-hmm. So then I'll take, I'll take my family or I'll go by myself with my friends. So, yeah, I like to try new things. So I'm excited for my next visit when I come to Uganda. So I'll come look for you and take oh, me right. on, a, on a trail and just cycle. Yes, hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all in for it. All right. Uh, so we're coming close to the end of this podcast, but I'm going to ask you last three questions. Um, mm-hmm. What has been a life lesson you've learned in life to this point? Um, that whatever happens... Um, negative or positive, or let me say negative, always try to twist it into something positive. Um, Some things happen to me and I will be so pissed or so mad or so upset, but then, you know, it doesn't help you really to just be in that spiral, like downward spiral. So I've learned that always try to twist it in something positive, like a very short example. Sometime I I, uh, went on a boat, I had two notes of 50,000 in my in one pocket and two notes of uh, 1,000 in my other pocket. Um, now, when I reached somewhere, I paid my water guy 2,000. I had food in the restaurant. And when it was time to pay my bill, I tried to get my 250 notes from my pocket, but I only saw the, the 2,000, like 1,000 notes. I was like, oh my gosh, I gave the water guy 100,000 instead of 2,000. I felt so bad that I gave him so much money uh, and I was so mad at myself. But then at the other end, I was like, okay, but at least now the guy, it was before Christmas. So I was like, at least the guy has some nice Christmas now and he could buy some chickens or what for his family. Um, so I, I, that's what I mean. Just try to twist your bad things into something positive. I feel sad, but also like how you just say, making <laughs> something, but then you think about it. And I know that's, hard for like Ugandans to like if you make a mistake like that it's hard for somebody to tell you hey you get yeah. way more money like that's unacceptable <laughs> it takes a, it's just a few people that can do that but at least no, okay. this game is a very bad example when it comes to money but just anything that happens you mm-hmm. can try to find something small yeah yeah but even what you just said about money it's like the, your example at least you got something a good out of it to just think about like maybe it's gonna help him Maybe that guy, he had like to pay rent and that's the money he needed to pay rent and just bless him. So you just have to think yeah. about it that way. Um, before even I go to another question that I, I wanted to ask you this a while back, you mentioned about the beer. What's your favorite drink in Uganda to drink? <laughs> it is Seminov. They call it Seminov. Seminov. <laughs> <laughs> Seminov. Yeah, the Seminov yeah, ice Seminov. black. 
Uh-huh. Yeah, that's my, my favorite. I, I saw that they are now bringing a new one, mm -hmm. the pineapple okay. from the market. So I'm curious about that one. Yeah, I like the flavored ones. I even drink some of that here. Like I like the passion fruit. There's some they make with a passion fruit flavor. Like in America, oh. I, try, I try to find any drink that has passion fruit. So now oh, we don't have that here. Don't, now I have this drink I drink. It's a rum punch. It's made actually in Michigan at a brewery. Uh, Michigans they have a lot of drinks. I have a lot of alcohol. Um, so they have the rum punch. It's it has rum, passion fruit, orange, pineapple. It's really good. I like it. Sounds I love good. It. I love it. That's that's one. I, I've tried to switch to other drinks, but I don't like them as much as that. So I stick to that one and just drink that. So Usually, my, guys, they drink beers. Yeah, people in Uganda who drink most of them drink beers, but I yeah. don't. And I've tried the American beer; I don't like it. I've tried, <laughs> I've tried it. I failed. Like I failed. even I one time forced myself to because my father-in-law like drinks a lot of beers. Like I wanted mm -hmm. to like bond with him and just sit and drink beer with him. I was like, no. Didn't work out. <laughs> uh, speaking of that too, like uh, I saw you. Your collection of Sims, and I remember texting you, but my wife plays Sims like her life depends on that. Like she buys all the packs <laughs> on that. So when I saw that, I was like, "Oh, cow! That's that's a lot of packages." Um, it's actually funny that, that you mention it because when I posted it, very many people don't even know in Uganda what Sims is. Hmm. I had to explain to them what it is. Yeah, I didn't. Whoa. I didn't know. So the thing is, we were not into video games a lot. That's that's. So yeah. like right now at home we have controllers and uh, consoles now people do now people play a lot of video games. i don't know if you've noticed in uganda they play like fifa call of duty mm -hmm. all the yeah. other stuff mostly that but like those sims like my wife plays sims like, is a bit older I think. yeah zelda uh fortnite like those i'm not into those i only play risk cousins fifa that's that's all i do uh. that's all i do <laughs> what gets you excited about life about life um oh that's a, that's a i would say a tough question no it should not be a tough one <laughs> um <laughs> just exploring what i like it really makes me excited to explore to get out there with with friends or with family just to explore the world um and especially now in uganda here mm -hmm. um that's really making me excited that is good um, to find new places yeah are you gonna stay in Uganda for forever? Again, that question a lot. <laughs> um, I would say yes and no. Yes, because I just love it here so much. But and no, because I don't know. You never know what happens. You know, right. I mean, the the health it's not the best here. Like the care. Uh, so maybe God forbid. But what if something happens? Um, and maybe yeah. I need better care. So I don't know. I will yeah. see. But for now, I would say yes. And I'm, I didn't touch on it a little bit because we're focusing on Uganda, but I know you were in Mombasa uh, a little while ago. How did you like it? How do you compare? Because my mom is Kenyan. My dad is Ugandan. Oh, so, okay. So you're half-half. So I'm half-half. <laughs> so when, when you go to Kenya, you're home. When you're in Uganda, you're home. And that's why on my hand, I don't know if you can see, but like I have these two bracelets. Ah, Ugandan, like the, Kenya. the Kenyan, Uganda. Those ones I've been on here ever since I moved to America. So I think I've had them for 10 years. Wow. So I don't and know. they're still, they're still, they're still intact. <laughs> yeah, I know one time they're going to just break because one, if those things 
whatever they get weak they will break but i don't know um what was the experience in mombasa how did you like it yeah mombasa is beautiful the white beaches and the blue waters it's beautiful i was actually thinking that so at some point like why am i living in uganda why not here in mombasa <laughs> i mean you have the beach there yeah. um but yeah. I, w- I would never trade uganda for for kenya for yeah you can as well you had their feelings if they find out yeah i'm sorry <laughs> i will say in uganda no but mombasa is very beautiful i mean it's very close i went with uganda airlines it was just one and a half hours i think mm-hmm. and i was already there um so it, it's very close and it's just like i really had a nice vacation just chilling on the beach sipping my cocktails or seminal mm-hmm. <laughs> i've been to mombasa like once and it was beautiful like it was too hot by the time we went there um that's the only part but i can never be too hot i don't want cold especially like the winters in america no i don't like those those are my exactly. favorite so the person who recommended you to be on my podcast uh i don't know if you remember do you know the person i think i told you when i asked you to be on my podcast yes you told me yeah <laughs> boost for yeah so he recommended you and i reached out to you it took a while to respond to me but i'm glad you did finally because this is one of the <laughs> best this one of the best conversation i've had and i've loved so hard i can't wait i like actually i wasn't say i can't wait i don't care if people don't enjoy it. i did really enjoy it and that's one Thank thing that, too. I also enjoyed it. that's one thing I, i think about like do you enjoy what you're doing yes i do if people two people see it or like it or like i don't care i liked it like it, it makes me yeah. happy and that's all if something doesn't make me happy and people like it then i question myself but like if i like it yeah, and exactly. people don't like do... it, <laughs> yeah that? you should do something that's, that makes you happy and that you're passionate about right. i agree so this is one of the best conversations i've had so the last question i want to ask people is like who would you like to see on my podcast next and you're gonna recommend the person <laughs> and help me connect me to those people okay um let me think Can I say two people? I I have two people who yes, come. Please. Okay. The more so the better. The more the better. I have a whole list now. <laughs> no, let me give you two. Okay. Um there is Kavesi Mark. He's a a break dancer and um so he's using break dance and and arts and, and culture to change people's lives or like to change uh, children who are um living in slums or um on the streets. So I think he he has a lot of of nice stories to tell you. Um so I think you should talk to him. And there is Raymond Malinga. Um he's also a cool guy. He he makes animation movies. Um here in Uganda. And he is currently working on a very cool project. I'm not sure if I can tell you. Okay. <laughs> you should ask uh, yeah. him. Yeah. But, um, it's very interesting what he's doing as well. All right. That's amazing. Um I get excited when I get people recommend the podcast because so that means I have another episode to record. I have another person to have on the podcast. And it's been really amazing to start this, meeting new people, hearing stories and putting these stories out there. Like even having these on the podcast, like it doesn't, if somebody doesn't listen to it right away when you publish it, they'll listen to it even three weeks later and people reach out. Oh my yeah, gosh, it's, always awesome. it's always online. It's always online. It's accessible and I've enjoyed it. I've loved it. Um, but I gotta say it again. I won't stop saying it. 
you saw me wiping my eyes because I was I laughed till I cried. <laughs> I was just like crying. <laughs> oh, it's one of the best best conversations I've had, especially talking yeah, about you. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm glad. I really we, enjoyed it. I'm glad we did this, and hopefully, when we get time in the future, we'll come back again and talk about something else or anything. So, thank you yeah, very much. Sure. Um, is there anything else thank you, you want to say? Um, no, I don't think. Okay. All right. Hopefully, when I come to Uganda, we'll link up and get to meet. So yes, for sure. Let's hit up and uh, go on the road, Ugandan roads with the bicycle. All right. Uh, no, before I let you go, we're gonna we're gonna make this work. You're gonna say, "My name is Robin, and I'm on the Ugandan Boy Talk Show podcast." First of all, in Dutch, and then we're gonna try in in Luganda. I'll help you for Luganda. <laughs> okay. Okay. So first in Dutch. Yeah, fast in Dutch. Okay, you tell me on to start. Yeah, you can start. Hello, I'm Robin, and I'm by the podcast from Ugandan Boy Talk Show. Yeah, that's good. Uh, can you try the Ugandan one, or you need help? Um, Irini Anyang and Robin, Diku Ugandan Boy Talk Show. That's perfect. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. Oh, that's that's awesome, Robin. Thank you very much. You're so lively. You're so like fun to talk to. I, I really enjoyed thank it. Thank you. So, you too. And that's why I like about not preparing the conversations before. Like, oh, these are the questions I'm going to ask you. I like to just yeah. think of something and just go with the flow. So I like that. No, I agree. Even in when I go for interviews with journalism, like on TV, some people ask questions, like ask me, ah, what are the questions? And then it's boring the conversation. Right. All right. So thank you very much. I'll let you go. We've been here for like an yes, hour. Yes. Thank you too. Minutes. Bye. Have All a right. have a good day. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Bye bye. Bye. Hey there. Uh, this is Bonnie Kibuka, the host of the Ugandan Boy Talk Show. Thanks for watching and listening to my podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you share it with a friend and recommend somebody to this podcast. Don't forget to leave a feedback on this podcast because that's how we grow. And also, don't forget to share, like, subscribe, and comment. Join us on our social media platforms on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. So we'd love to hear from you. Thank you very much and be blessed.